And the regular season is in the books. Welcome to Playoff Sims and Lefko Sims. We hey. got ourselves some sweet digs. We better get our game together here. Oh, man. Hey, jo- Josh is literally on the floor Fendrick on his is, knees. He apparently didn't know the playoffs. We still make podcasts because we're in a room right now with random stuff, and I don't know what we're doing. He's so upset. I wish I could defend myself, but I won't. I yeah. will take the high road, and I will say happy playoffs. Happy, happy playoffs. Happy playoffs. Happy playoffs. Happy playoffs. Happy playoffs. All right, so what the plan is to do today, uh, we are going to wrap it up with some awards. We're going to give out our MVP. We're going to do disappointments. We're going to get Sims's hidden gems. Um, but I also want to spend the beginning because it is Black Monday talking about coaching. Um, it's funny, man. You have a lot of people that you know that are becoming head coaches in the NFL, that are becoming big time GMs. Sims's friends are all grown up. Yeah, they're all grown <laughs> all up. All grown up. Um, Fendrick, you look very. Cu- now Fendrick is posing like Burt Reynolds and playing. <laughs> You're right. That's what it is. That's the pose. <laughs> Damn, he's sexy. You How did you do in your pick league this year? Not well. Once my brother and I realized that we weren't going to win, we kind of just stopped listening to you and me. Dude, I would love to see Fendrick in some tight shorts with no shirt on. What? With the way I'm sitting like, right pose, now? Yeah, okay. posing just like this. Um, coaching news-wise, there are six jobs open in the NFL. Broncos, Chargers, Jaguars, Rams, Bills, Niners. You have them ranked in that order. Yes. You have the Broncos as the top job, Chargers as the second job, Jaguars as the third, Rams, Bills, Niners. Niners and Bills, I understand why they're at the end. Rams, Bills, Niners, bad ownership. Broncos, great ownership. Chargers, Jaguars, bad ownership. It's funny that the Chargers, I mean, I wouldn't want to work for those bosses. I I hear you. That's uh, certainly concerning. But, man, I think at the end of the day, you know, you really look at that Broncos, Chargers, Jaguars. Wow, there's a lot of good things on that roster to, for a coach to be excited about. I, I, the only issue there with those top three teams, and you know this, is Blake Bortles. I mean, I, if I'm a head yeah. coach, I am not taking the Jacksonville Jaguar job unless I get final say with Blake Bortles. And like, you've said that you would, like, uh, can a coach walk in there and go, I don't want to coach him? I, I Yes, they can. Now, it's just going to— I mean, wouldn't an owner appreciate the honesty? Yeah, yeah. yeah it just It's going to depend on how much— how much power and pull does you know uh, Caldwell have down there as far as the GM with the ja- the Jaguars and is he making that final decision for the head coach? See, for me, it always comes down to if when you're signing a contract at a job, if you don't ask for it, you're not going to get it. And I think a lot about what happened with Mike Pettin because mm-hmm. I feel like he is the perfect example of a coach that went in and said, "I'm just happy to be a coach," and then got stuck with Johnny Manziel and got stuck with bad ownership and couldn't outwardly say it in fear of being fired if you don't go in and stake your claims right away you're pretty much going to have a losing battle and that's going to stay on your record for like i don't know if we're going to see mike Pettin be a head coach again but it's going to be a long time you're exactly right and i think he's actually a guy that's probably worthy of being an nfl head Mm. coach but he's gonna have to go back be a dc get his stripes and badges once again that's what josh mcdaniels is gonna do yeah thanks to that uh, great gm there in cleveland what the heck was his name ray farmer yeah good job Man, yeah, right. Uh, your number. Who are your? Who is your number one coach candidate? I know you don't like to rank of these guys, but who's your number one head coach candidate? I, I think it would be Kyle Shanahan. I think you would put him over over Josh. I would. It would. Josh would probably be one A. It's really close, but I think that's the fact that Josh has been a head coach. Uh, yeah, so and then that's it, why I would put Josh. Man, one. I don't know, but he also failed at it too to that extent. I just think I think Kyle is made to be a head coach. I think he's ready. I think everything why? he's done on the offensive side of the football, all the issues he's had to deal with. Oh, he doesn't like Donovan McNabb, and oh, he didn't like RG three, and oh, here we're gonna stick you with Johnny Manziel. Thank you, Ray Farmer, once again. Mm. Uh, all those things he's had to deal with. I think he's really, really well rounded, and I don't know. 
Josh, I mean, you like, think Kyle's more creative than Josh? I do. It's very close. I mean, you're talking about you it's know, Kyle, Josh, and Sean Payton as the most creative, but you think Kyle is the most? I do think Kyle's the most creative. Yes, I just think when I watch Kyle's offense objectively, I just go, man, I, you know, I know his offense, and I don't know what's coming in this formation on this play. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just he keeps you on your heels all game long. I feel like if I had to guess what kind of coach Kyle would be, I feel like he's going to be very similar to Jay Gruden. Like, I feel like being with John, like, you reach a point where you're like, I'm not going to put up with any BS. I know Kyle came from that. Yes. But Jay went into Washington, and he put his foot down immediately. He did. I'm not messing with RG3. Right. He'll put his guys on blast when he needs to. And yep. I think Jay isn't a – I know they didn't make the playoffs, but he's a good situation. because I mean, Kirk Cousins almost threw for 5,000 yards this I, year. I get you. Jay's a good head coach. Jay understands the full concept of the game. So that's that's Jay's greatest strength. And, yeah, Kyle, I would even say Kyle's more of a hard ass than Jay Gruden. I mean, being mm. around both of them, yeah, Kyle can be – Kyle will be hell on his coaches, where right? I bet you most of the coaches in Washington probably like Jay. Yeah. Kyle, you know, he stays somewhere five years, all those coaches, they're probably like, man, he's a, he's a handful to work with. I really want Terrell Austin to get a job this yes, year. Right. I think he's deserving of it. Like, those are the three guys that we thought would definitely get one last year. Uh, Vance Joseph has kind of blown up in the, in the coaching ranks. I'm looking at all the places where he's doing interviews, 49ers, Denver, um, what, what what do you think Vance is ready for a head coach? I, I do. I don't know Vance real well, but I think the first thing you ever hear about Vance when you talk to people who know him and everything like that, no nonsense, can command a room. Players are going to respect him, and what he's doing with you know, as we've talked about, not a whole lot of talent down there. In Miami, it yeah. jumps out to people. Yeah, I think it really does. And he's been around some good players, good good minds in general, whether he's there in Adam, Adam Gase and company right now. He was in Houston before, you know, before he was with Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati. He's got a lot of things to draw from in his background. Yeah. I mean, he knows Wade Phillips' defense. He knows Marvin Lewis's defense. Mm. And then he has his own blend of defense. So uh, I, I do think he is a guy that, again, understands everything. He can lead a room Mike Tomlin-like, but maybe even be a little more X's and O's wise on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I know that we both think that if Sean Payton's available, he would be the number one. Would you put him over Kyle and yes. Josh? Yeah. Sean Payton's I mean, Sean guy. Payton's one of the three best head coaches in football. There was a lot money. of rumors that he would go to L.A., but we talked about it earlier. Uh, they don't have draft picks this year because of Jared Goff, so you're going to trade draft picks next year, and you said it. I mean, if I'm Sean Payton... Do I really want to take over a team that doesn't have draft picks for two years yes. and need so much help? Right. It just doesn't make sense. I do think Sean Payton I, I think Sean Payton wants out of there. I, th- I think he's had enough in the I think he's stale. I think he's stale. He's realized he knows that it's like Drew's not the player he once was. You can't build because That's of his coming salary. to an end. Right. And then the salary cap's been an issue. Mickey Loomis hasn't helped him out a great deal in that way. And hey, I just want to clarify too, like I think Josh is an awesome head coaching candidate. Of course. I know. I just think, yeah, I would take Kyle right now, just a hair above Josh. Uh, you made your bold predictions earlier about who's going to fill each one. Tell me if you want to change. Uh, Denver, you think Kyle. Yeah, You think Kyle goes to Denver, which would be pretty interesting that his dad was the coach there. And be crazy. I mean, he'll probably keep Wade Phillips as the D.C. And then offensively, Simeon's mobile enough. Paxton's mobile enough. Exactly and, right. I mean, our big issue with Denver all year was stale play calling. Yes. So if he can invigorate that a little bit. And we were talking about this earlier. Elway probably watched Kyle tear apart his defense in week three or whatever yep. it was and go, I want that. Yeah. I right. mean, he was Kyle was the first one to go, I could take advantage of Denver's linebackers, and we've seen teams do it all year long yes. since then. Yes. Uh, Chargers, you said Terrell Austin. Terrell Austin, excuse me. Jacksonville, 
one of the old guys, Tom Coughlin, Mike Smith. Yeah, I go with Mike Smith. We just think because uh, they were young coordinator, now you go. It's like a relationship. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I was in a relationship, but I never went out. Now I want to be with someone that goes out all the time. Right. And I, I have inklings through my connections yeah. that he's the lead, lead horse. His yeah. L.A. Rams pick might surprise you. He thinks Josh McDaniels might go to L.A., which I don't know why. I mean, we always talked about how Josh would never leave for a head coaching job unless it was great. Yeah. And I don't know if L.A. is great. I don't know if it is either, but I think Josh is getting to the point, too, where he's probably a little scared he might get ca- left out in the cold here longer than he'd like. And uh, I also look at it and just go, you know, my I, I, and this is, I have no inkling of this one at all yeah. as far as what the Rams are thinking and what they want to do. Um, but I also look at it like you got to get an offensive coach with the L.A. Rams. You mortgaged your franchise on Jared Goff. Yep. You, he has to work. you got to get somebody in there yes. that's going to make him succeed. You know, maybe a Todd Haley gets in the conversation mm. out there or something like that. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, but, yeah, if I'm them, I am certainly – Josh and Kyle are the guys I'm looking at. Does yeah. Jared Goff work for Josh McDaniels? Yeah, no doubt about it. He'll make it work. Yes, J- Jared Goff has That's shown me enough with- that he's a starting NFL quarterback. Now he's just he needs polish, and he's he wasn't worthy of the number one yep. pick, but he's a starting NFL quarterback. I also think that both Josh and Kyle have shown the ability to adapt their offenses to the personnel. Yes, and I think the thing that was really upsetting for that's upsetting about a McCarthy, a McAdoo, a Kubiak is how rigid their offensive systems are and how they'll put the square peg in the round hole because I've had this round hole for 20 years and I'd like to find... No, no, you need to change. I mean, Kyle's done it with mobile and, and standing still. I mean, Josh McDaniels created a new game plan in a short week for a third string rookie and he came in and he beat a football team using like an option offense. Mm-hmm. Their playbooks, Kyle, Sean Payton, Josh McDaniel, the playbook is endless. It's endless. Yeah. Because it not, they just have so much inventory, every formation, every personnel set, and then you can literally just go, "Hey dude, we need like see this personnel set here. We need like 10 real good plays out of this this week." Like and they can they can let me go in the room in the lab and I'm going to watch some film and I'll come out with yeah. 10 whippersnappers for you. Your other predictions were Bills would hire Jim Schwartz, a reuniting of sorts. Yeah. And 49ers Vance Joseph. Yes. Which uh, I was saying this earlier. They have the two first round picks the last two years. Arik Armstead and DeForest Buckner. They have the first pick in the draft this year. Miles or the, Garrett. Yeah, and they take Miles Garrett. I mean, that defensive line is going to be one of the best for a, a long, long time right. if that becomes with Vance Joseph. It's a heck of a combination. Where do we have? Ter- where do I-, I had Terrell Austin in San Diego. San right? Diego. Yes. Uh, yeah. but yes. Van Joseph would be. I-, I do think a good hire for the San Francisco Forty Nine ers. Get that defense together, and then yeah, he's just gonna have to find the right guy on the offensive side of the ball. Um, yeah. So I think look, coaching it's gonna change, and we'll talk about that more in the off season about how we see these programs. But six open spots. We'll see what happens with the Colts. Uh, we'll see what happens with some of these other teams in the Sean Payton, and we'll talk about that later. But. We think Rex Ryan's going to the media. Chip Kelly should go to college football, and that's probably it for them. I think so. All right, so let's do some awards. Uh, reminder to everybody that this week we are going to do full breakdowns of the four wild card games. No playoff talk today. Uh, and I'll tell you what, man. When those lines came out, I am betting so much money this week. You What's salivating? the game you like most? The two that I like most are the two teams that we have talked about all year being overrated, right. and they're both favored by more than a touchdown at last check. Packers, Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored by 7.5 over Detroit, which I don't know if the Seahawks can score seven points. <laughs> 
And then the Steelers are favored wow. by, last time I checked, 10 over Miami. Man. And they don't have their two best D linemen. Apparently Hargraves is injured too. Yeah. And they're playing Jay Ajayi, who has already run all over them. Tillwitz going to be back, I do think, this week. But that'll but be big. I, I but just, still, that's going to be a tough matchup for them. Any playoff game, unless it's the Patriots, that's a double-digit favorite, I immediately go, that seems crazy to me. Yes. So we'll see what those lines are later this week. But... That, that's one where I feel like I might be picking one team in our picks and be gambling with another team. Yes. Um, all right, so let's do some awards, uh, and let's go to the big one right away. MVP. Sims? Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Let's just end the discussion. Yeah, I mean, he just that's my guy. Uh, I think it's Aaron Rodgers or Matt Ryan. That would be my one, two, and then Tom Brady would be my three. Mm. Uh, all deserving. Let all. me just go over the numbers. Matt Ryan finished the year uh, 4,944 yards, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Aaron Rodgers finished 4,428 yards, 40 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I think he's the first player ever to have multiple 40 touchdown, under nine, interse- nine or fewer interceptions in football history. And Tom Brady missed those uh, three Game, four games, 3,554 yards, 28 touchdowns, two interceptions. Quarterback rating, Tom Brady, 112. Aaron Rodgers, 104. Matt Ryan, 117. Yeah, It is pretty incredible. Uh, in my MVP, mm-hmm. I went Zeke. Um, and I went Zeke because... I I went, okay, I won my MVP. The first thing I'm going to do is, is look Is that at, your realistic MVP, though? Just tell the folks out there. Is that your realistic MVP? No, my real, just your, no I knew you were going to go Aaron Rodgers, okay, so I was going to pick somebody else. Okay, okay. But it is incredible when you look at Zeke and you see that he had 1,631 yards and number two was 1,300. Uh, 15 touchdowns on the number one team in the NFC. My two was Rodgers. My three was Brady. My four was Ryan. Right. And my five was Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I like it. Because when you look at Odell Beckham Jr., man, it, it, it's crazy that he did all. He had 101 catches when he was in that basic crap offense. Man. What he did is pretty incredible. And, yeah, not only a and basic crap carried, offense, but he one won of the, them so many games. Right. One of the 10. Worst quarterbacks in football in Eli. I mean, Man. Eli was definitely towards the bottom 10 in football. He was definitely 20 through 32, so he was bottom 12 yes. for sure. Um, all right, in terms of offensive player of the year, so you've given it to Aaron Rodgers. Who would you then pick for offensive player of the I year? I would go with Matt Ryan as the offensive player of the year. He gotcha. would be my guy there, yes. So if I went Zeke, I would have going to go Aaron Rodgers. This one I think is really hard. Defensive player of the year, there is no runaway J.J. Watt winner this year. My guy? Jadeveon Clowney. That's who I picked. Is that right? Because I looked at it and I went, okay, well, let's look at top defenses. Houston has kept passing offenses around 200 and rushing offenses under 100. Yes. Far and away the top defense, and Clowney's been the whole guy. I have a feeling that it might go to Vic Beasley because he led the NFL in sacks with 15 and a half. How many did Clowney have? Clowney. Clowney's only at like six or yeah, seven. Yeah, he's not up there. You know, he's going to be like the Michael Bennett. It's just like... You know, like Tom Brady when he they play the Seattle the Seahawks. He's like, Michael Bennett's the best defensive player in football. And then people are like, oh, really? Tom yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, that's he is. Like, he, we've been saying it for three years. He's an unreal. Jadavion Clowney's the same way. The king of disruption, uh, the king of blowing the play up. For me, I go every time Sims walked out of a room, he yes. goes, Jadavion Clowney. Yes. Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, Vic Beasley deserving. Of course, Khalil. Von Miller Vaughn. is the other guy that I think because right. every time I watched Vaughn in prime time, destroying people but Vic Beasley 
I mean, the Falcons were the in the top 10 scoring of all time. Of course, he's going to get the most opportunities to sack the quarterback. Yes. The fact that Vic Beasley was only two, be- I mean, Von Miller was two behind him with Denver's crap mm-hmm. offense. Crap offense. He drops in the coverage a whole lot more yes. than Vic Beasley does. I mean, I, I, to me, it would be Devion or Von Miller. That would be yeah. the guys I would take. But I do think it is a hard year to pick that award. Agreed. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year. Yes. Do you go Zeke then? Nope. I went Dak, Dak Prescott at Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm picking Zeke as my Rookie of the Year. Is there an award that's... Uh, is there not a... Yes, there is. At least I've had a picket for the text part of it. Wait, so there's report. Rookie, Offensive, and Defensive? I think there is. I think there's three. At least I had to pick three. I'm not sure if there's... All right, so you go Zeke, Rookie... Dak it, it, offensive. It, it, if you had to pick one, I'm going with Zeke. Okay. Yes. I mean, as much as, as since I pick Zeke MVP, I pick Dak. But I that's an interesting one. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm. Yeah, I don't even know about that. You're right. I, I, I'm not Johnny Media. I think all those. if those two have to go against each other, Zeke has been more important to that team Agreed. than Dak. I think Zeke has. When I think of every big game for Dallas this year, Pittsburgh, it was Zeke. Uh, Detroit, it was Zeke. Uh, Tampa, it was Zeke. Dak has been great. Yes. And Dak, if there is two awards, should get the other one. Right. But I think Zeke has been more impactful for the way that team's built. Defensive Rookie of the Year, do you go Bosa or Ramsey? I'm going with Bosa. Okay. Uh, really, it's been incredible. Really tough one, uh, but that, that's exactly right. That's what it came down to me. For the, It was those two. Jalen Ramsey, man, is he one hell of a player. You know, and I almost, some people are going to say, well, Bosa missed games early in the year. That makes it even more impressive. So, and I would also say to that, like, well, Jalen Ramsey was like the nickel guy and didn't have a whole lot on him until about week six or seven to where mm. they finally put him outside and said, okay, start being a shutdown corner. So it's equal that way, but I did go with Joey Bosa. I mean, Joey Bosa is one of the – he's already one of the best, better defensive players in all of football, and he's certainly one of the best edge r- rushers in all of football already at this point in his career. Um, and now we're going to go to the one that I think Sims is going to be most passionate about. Sims, who is your NFL coach of the year? Oh, baby. Yes, I'm going with Jason Garrett. I, I, just, th- I just think – I made a rant about this last week on Bleacher Report, or maybe it was two weeks ago. The voters are stupid if they don't vote for Jason yeah, Garrett. Yeah, I just I think if it was any other coach, and they won with a rookie quarterback and went, what did they go, 13-3? and three? Is that what they ended up? If you went 13-3. and three, Yeah, they lost to the Eagles. Right, 13-3. and three, Did I mention they lost to the Eagles? <laughs> you did, thank you. Uh, rook, uh, yeah, if you had a rookie running back and a rookie quarterback and you went 13-3, any other coach, they'd be like, he's got to be the coach of the year. Because it's Jason Garrett and he's nice and he smiles and he answers questions to the media like politely, people, I really feel like people downgrade him because that. Plus, he deals with Jerry Jones on a daily basis and des- deserves the Medal of Honor for dealing with that anyways. Also, a rookie quarterback that was a fourth-round rookie quarterback, like not a quarterback that was drafted to come in and play right away. Right. I mean, was, he had curveballs thrown out. Preseason game number three, they're thinking they're rolling with Tony Romo, and he breaks his back. I mean, uh, yeah, his calm demeanor, his positive outlook, all those things, those are reasons that team stayed up and stayed up on the upward trajectory all year. I think that there are uh, four options yeah. for Coach of the Year. I think it is Garrett. Yeah. I think it is Jack Del Rio. I think it is Andy Reid, and I think it is Bill Belichick. I think those are the four that whose teams were the most consistent and did the most because of them. For me, it came down to two: Jason Garrett and Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And I does Adam Gase deserve to be in the ooh, conversation? Yeah. Adam Gase should be. in There's there. just some tough ones. I mean, You're yeah, absolutely right, right. right. But I look at Belichick and I go. He didn't have his quarterback for four games. They go three and one. Mm-hmm. He trades Chandler Jones in the offseason. He gets rid of Jamie Collins during the year. 
And when I think about the Patriots, the same reason why I have a hard time putting Tom Brady as my MVP is because I feel like this may have been Bill Belichick's most dominant coaching performance that he's had in a very long time. The fact that in the amount of time he's been coaching, he has only won Coach of the Year three times. Yeah. When, I mean, come on. We've like, said a million times on the podcast, though. He, he could, could win, win every, every year. year. Right. It's, yeah. This, though, is one of the few years where, where there's been so many other things things that have been happening that the coaching had to be ridiculous and I feel like every time I turned on the Patriots this year he was out coaching other teams like it, it was really incredible his ability for that team you're I'm boring you no I'm just tired am I a clown do I make I you mean laugh? I'm sitting on the I'm floor I'm sitting on the floor um, here his his ability to have have a week where they get exposed and the defense doesn't look good and then come back the next week and shut Denver down the way he does is incredible. If it's Belichick or Garrett, I'm not upset. Yes, me neither. But I think this is one of the few years where Belichick had a lot of the extra forces that showed how great he was. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it before. There was a lot of motivation for Belichick to show that he can win without Brady because I think we've always said – Look, he knows that Brady is one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the game, right. but he also wants to separate what he is and that. Um, I, my my head says Garrett because I think you're right, and I think the Jerry Jones thing is even more. Maybe Belichick should win Executive of the Year. I mean, I don't know. yeah, but I mean, you're. I mean, we, we all know. I mean, Bill Belichick can win this award every year because he's Belichick. the best coach in the NFL. Right. But Jason Garrett, I think, did the best coaching job yeah. in the NFL. Who is your not coach of the year? And you're not allowed to pick guys that were fired. Oh, I will not. I will never do that. I mean, my not coach of the year, I think, is it's pretty simple. I think I'm going with Todd Bowles. That's, God damn it. That's I what I picked. I know. It's just, I, how can I go with anybody else, really? I mean, uh, you know, I was, the Gary Kubiak crossed my brain. Yeah, and then he resigned. Yeah, uh, but just because, like, I mean, that, that was a pitiful offensive performance. You thought before again. the season the Jets had a roster that was built for a right. deep playoff and run. I think I I probably overestimated the roster to a degree, so I'll certainly put myself at fault there, but it just goes deeper than that. It's the dysfunction all throughout the year, whether it's Sheldon, Richardson, Muhammad, Wilkinson. No team has players speaking situation. out right. all the time. Exactly. No coach looks like they're doing the mannequin challenge during games <laughs> more than Todd Bowles. Good reference. They showed him 80 times on Sunday. Every time, head tilted down, arms crossed. Yes. I never see him with emotion. I never, and, and people will say that's stoic. No, no, I, I really don't know what he's doing. <laughs> like, uh, and of course there was a lot of guys that were fired, but I, I really do think it is, it's Todd Bowles. Um, man, that was just bad. Uh, who is your disappointment of the year, team-wise? This one, to me, comes down to two teams. Yeah, I mean... Dis- one of them, the team we just talked about? No. Well, My two teams were Arizona-Carolina. Okay. I went with Carolina. Yeah. Uh, mainly because even the game on Sunday against Tampa, I'm seeing every now and then a Ted Ginn 80-yard touchdown callback because of penalty. Yeah. I'm seeing them just bash people... And I would also say the disappointment of the year to me would be the Baltimore Ravens because no team shot themselves in the foot this year more each week than the Baltimore Ravens. I uh, Yeah, I'm there with you, too. I mean, Ari- and the North was theirs to be won with the Steelers kind of floundering. It was. I mean, Arizona, you're exactly right. Carolina certainly comes to mind right away. Uh, Baltimore, Baltimore is somewhere I went right away as well. Uh, I, again, I think I'm going to go with the Denver Bron- I mean, not again. Yeah, I you're right. Denver is really the disappointment. I'm so disappointed as a football fan with Denver because 
you know, Denver's they're, they're a team that get them in the playoffs. They could have won the Super yeah, Bowl. I look at Miami, and I, I really think Miami's going to make it a hard game for Pittsburgh. But if that was Denver, I yes. mean, you're sitting there going, oh, if Denver wins, they might have to play New England in the divisional game as the six. Right. That's the exact opposite of who Denver wants to see. <laughs> right. Yeah. You talked about they do something that is elite that not a lot of people can. Um, I had a list of um, five new big names that we didn't know before that will be big names going forward. Um, Tyreek Hill, yep. I think, will be a name we hear for a long time. Jordan Howard was second in the NFL in rushing this year. Second wow. with 1,300 yards, and he didn't really start until, like, weeks five. That, that's great. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Jay Ajayi is officially a name in the NFL. Right. Um, I wrote down Kerry Hyder, the, the pass rusher uh, defensive lineman from the Lions. I'm telling you. He's just always there. You see him, right? Yeah. Like, last night, you want, you, you know, I know everybody wanted to be like, oh, he's just falling into these sacks, but, I, you know, he looks ugly in that 61. Yeah. But he's one of those guys I watch on film every week, and I go, huh? Yeah, well, look, other people aren't falling in. He's there. And then the <laughs> right. last name I wrote down was Tyrell Williams, who I think is now a legitimate wide receiver for the Chargers. Good one. Who are your Sims hidden gems that from studying film people might not know? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. You know, these people are probably known, but I don't know if they get enough credit altogether. Like the first guy I want to talk about, like Dre Kirkpatrick. I did that Bengals game. Yes. Just going back and watching Cornerback like, for the Bengals. Dre Kirkpatrick had a phenomenal year, like deserves to be in the discussion for one of the 10 best corners in football. Wow. 6'2". 190. Drake Kirkpatrick is one of those guys you see him in person. You go, whoa, that's Drake Kirkpatrick. He's pretty tall and yeah. long and unbelievable. And he's really got quick feet, good change of direction. He had some clutch interceptions this year, too. Yes, he did. Uh, another guy that I, I think had another phenomenal year uh, is Eric Walden. Do you remember Eric? From the, uh, Colts. from the Colts defensive lineman. He is their best defensive player. He is another impressive-looking human. A killer. I mean, just a brick wall smasher. Uh, as far as a Sam linebacker, when they go to four down, he's the defensive end. And Eric Walden was tied for eighth in the NFL in sacks there this year go. with 11. There you go. Eric Walden's a phenomenal football player. Been the best defensive player on that team for a number of years now. Uh, one guy I'd like to throw out because I think he's one of the best safeties in football right away. Ken O'Neill down in already. Atlanta. He's already one of the best safeties in football. He wow. is phenomenal. Uh, Still can't believe the Raiders took Carl Joseph over him. Speaking of, that's where I'm going right next. Really? No. Nate Allen. Nate Allen. Stop it. it. Uh, we're going to make a hidden truth probably later in the week with video. Nate Allen has b- been one of the best things going for that Raider secondary. And when they took out Joseph and put Nate Allen in, their defense got better. They got to figure out what they're going to do with Joseph. I don't think Joseph. He's a little small. I think they got to figure out like that honey badger role with him. Be mm. the nickel. You can't expect him to be the safety in the box tackler all the time. No. He's just not big enough. I don't know if he's instinctive enough yeah. either. That's the thing that I worry I, about. I go so. back to the draft, and I think about watching video with you and seeing Keanu Neal in his jersey and going, how can anyone not see that <laughs> right? this guy is a freak of nature, that he's Cam Chancellor Jr., he is. and he is killing it. And he's probably more physically gifted than Cam Chancellor. That's what's scary. I mean, he really has a chance to be something special. More That's guys, a bold statement. Yeah, he's, this kid's special. I really do think that. The other guy, just these are love guys. we got Cam Jordan. Down in New Orleans? Oh, New Orleans defensive I mean, end. was one of the best defense ends in football all year long. I, I don't know what he ended up. I'm going to say he ended up with 10 sacks, probably somewhere in that range. But a guy that every week I thought about putting on my all-22 team, and I was, I was like, ah, 
I'll put somebody else on who had yeah. like a little bit better of a game, but like literally could have put him on there every week. Uh, Cam Jordan, Damon Snacks, Harrison, those guys like they'll never get in the f- Pro Bowl. But yes, one of the biggest reasons you're seeing this, the, the Giants don't have to blitz ever or yes. do anything to help the run game because of him. And I middle. would put Linval Joseph in there too Lindvall's as a guy that no one talks about. Yes. And every time I watch the Vikings, I go, "This guy is insane." Who is the uh, the Cowboys pass rusher that came out of nowhere in the middle? Was David it, uh, Irving? Irving, yeah. right? Oh, I know. Man. I thought about him. And he's I was got like, yeah, so he's much kind of been so much love lately. Yep. So I left him off this. Uh, uh, other guys, real quick. AJ Bouye. Yes. Down in Houston Texans. Again, I mean, one of the better corners in football. I'm not going to say he's top 10 yet, but he's cusp of that. He's yeah. been that phenomenal. Is he playing over Kevin Johnson? Yes. He's, he's, he's baller. He really is. Denzel Perryman, San Diego. Linebacker. Middle linebacker. Miami. Man, he will knock your face off. I always like to show a little love to Malcolm Butler because nobody talks about Malcolm Butler as being one of the best corners in football. Patriots disease. Yeah, and then my last one. And I think this guy is poised for a big-time year next year, and that's Shane Ray, the Denver Broncos. Really? Shane Ray, you've heard me say of course. it was no longer Von Miller, DeMarcus Ware. And I turned on that film, I said, ooh, Shane's the guy opposite of Von Miller. Shane Ray pops. He's a really phenomenal football player that does everything, mm. and I think he's like cusp of being a superstar here in the next year or two. They're going to be so angry and motivated. Um, so I wanted to. I realized, and we're going to wrap up now, but we're talking about like Kyle Shanahan now, Terrell Austin. They were the guys last year that we said they're about one year away from getting head coach love and now they're getting that now they had to go through prove it one more time and get it and i was trying to think who are the coordinators now that are one year away uh what do you think i think jim bob cooter is one year away right um i think sean mcveigh of washington is still a year away i, I know that he's doing jobs right now but i, I would probably even put matt patricia in the one year away you thing. don't think patricia's this year he might get it this year but i think this is his first year being a legitimate candidate i think next year he gets the job uh i put your boy dal logan's good as one year away yeah uh, and then dc i had keith butler but there's really not a DC, there's not a lot of young defensive coordinators in the NFL. I mean, Vance Joseph, I think, is this year. Yep. Terrell Austin, I think, is this year. Does McDermott or somebody like that get a chance? Sean you know, McDermott, yeah, it's uh, interesting after this year what right. happens. Uh, also defensive MVP that I, I didn't have the balls to pick was Sean Lee. Um, I don't think that's crazy to pick him as defensive MVP of the NFL right now. I, I'm, 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 you're right. He deserves to be in the conversation nonetheless. Uh, other defensive coordinators. Yeah, who else do right. you see? I don't know if there's anybody else. I think you've you've hit it pretty strong there. Um, you know, Spags. Spags is another year like yeah. he did this year. He might be in this conversation next year as well. Um, the Arizona OC. I always blank Harold out his name. Harold Goodwin. Yes, he's probably, he's getting a ton of calls right now. Well, you know, real football coaches love Bruce Arians. Mm. Uh, so you want people that like that are like him. Exactly right. And okay. he's, he's, I mean, of course, Bruce's offense speaks for itself and what they've done, and I think people will buy into that. All right. Uh, coming up, it's going to come out Thursday. We are going to have full previews of the four games. So it's going to be Houston-Oakland in the backup quarterback. I can't believe we have to watch this. Is this actually a playoff game? If Connor Cook plays, I'm, pay- I'm placing a huge bet on the Texans, even <laughs> if they play Brock Osweiler. Saturday night is going to be Seattle. I can't believe they're favored by more of a touchdown against anyone in the NFL, let alone Matt Stafford. Has anybody watched Seattle the last three weeks? What the f*** is everyone watching? Well, well, since, I mean, it's still Richard Sherman. It's still Russell Wilson. It's still these guys. They've been deteriorating other than those guys for years. I know. Don't say anything. Right. 
let the line the get line. bigger. <laughs> I want the line nice. Then uh, Sunday, it's going to be, I think this is the order, Pittsburgh taking on Miami. Yes. Uh, ten points. Okay. Uh, and then Sunday afternoon, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that these two teams are playing. Packers. I know, because they could both could be in the Super Bowl. Packers, Giants, it's going to be an amazing game. Don't bother me on Sunday. I'm watching the game, but I really wanted it to be Packers, Giants, so that the Cowboys had to play the Giants in the second round and then the Packers in the NFC Championship game. This just means it's most likely going to be Cowboys, Falcons. I mean, as I was watching. Because the they're going to weaken each other, but that game is going to be insane. Insane. I mean, that's, that's why it's the 4 o'clock game on Sunday, because it's going to get ratings bonanza for Fox. Uh, the, the, uh, the, as I was watching that game last night, Detroit Green Bay, I was literally sitting there going, "Man, Green Bay. I'm, I mean, this sounds really f***ed up, but you might be better off just losing this game and going to beat Seattle in Seattle than having to deal with the Giants coming to your place." I think the Giants are the scarier matchup for the Green Bay Packers than the Seattle if the, Seahawks. If, the pa- if these Packers score, well, yeah, we're going to get to it more. But if the Packers score 17 points against the Seahawks. They might win the game. They might, and they scored thirty-eight points on them the last time they played them, just a few weeks ago. So, oh yeah, I that's just, right. right. They they've got Seahawks number. I mean, they really yes. do. So, uh, I, that that to me, I was looking at that game, going, "Damn, you win the division, yeah, you get the home game, but man, you got to deal with the Giants and the Giants. You, the Giants and the Seahawks playing a neutral field. The Giants are going to win the football game. It's going to be close because the Giants' offense stinks too. But I think the Giants would win regardless. We are going to go a full breakdown coming up this week. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Sims and Lufko. Fendrick will collect the questions. Questions, As and he will ask it in the beginning of the episode. We will get to everything, uh, your review, and we'll do uh, one last quarterback power rankings. We'll do one last. I guess, do you do guaranteed to lose in the playoffs? Uh, it's not as fun. Well, let's do it, though. We'll let's, I, I can pick two. Well, we're going to pick the games anyway. I mean, the Raiders are fucking losing. You think so? I do. I don't know. Yeah, I do. I think the Raiders are going to lose. Man, yeah. that's disappointing. I know. It's Coming tough. up on Wednesday's Thursday's podcast. Awesome. <laughs> All right, for Fendrick. Goodbye, you didn't everyone. even know what day it was? Wednesday, Thursday's podcast. What the hell? I'm sitting it? on the floor, Sims. Cut me some slack. It's Thursday? The no, podcast we tapes Wednesday. on Wednesday. It publishes on Thursday. Gotcha. How okay. many times have we been through this? I don't know. You couldn't even get a room to do this damn I know, thing. I know. Shut up. I know. Love you. We'll talk to you later. Long time. See you later. Bye. Peace out, homies. <laughs>